There he was, all alone in his apartment. His orchestra had just been thrown out after their rehearsal and evicted from their space because he couldn't pay the rent. The following day, the crowd at the performance would jeer him and hit the music that he composed. He was weighted down with the burden and the labor was overwhelming. Although he had had some success earlier in his life, he was still in debt without much hope of getting over it or out of it. All of us sitting here today have been there at one point in our life. Well, maybe we haven't had our own orchestra, but certainly we can relate to these feelings of being stuck. The thinking that our best is simply not good enough. And the feelings of being all alone. And when we're there, we look around at our life and notice that as we're feeling lower and lower, our bills are piling up higher and higher. And we feel that financial burden. We continue to labor in a dead-end job that is sucking the life out of us each day as we trudge to work. We watch our loved ones who are suffering through the pains of addiction and as those chains tighten around them, holding them in bondage. And when the burdens of today are not enough, then we have the twin thieves of regrets and fear to steal more from today as we regret yesterday and have anxiety about tomorrow. And all of us can lead us to say there has to be something more to life. There has to be something more to life. And my dear sisters and brothers, we can rejoice heartedly in the midst of our difficulties that we are the sons and daughters of God. We can shout for joy that our God comes to us and offers us three invitations today. First, Jesus invites all of us who labor and are overburdened to come to him and he will give us rest. And we know what this is like, that in the daily course of life, we can feel overburdened and become wary. Jesus is not offering to remove all of this burden and labor from us, but he is saying, I am with you in the midst of that. In fact, often, this is exactly when we meet Jesus most intimately in our struggles and problems. Jesus is waiting there to accompany us. And in these burdens, we have a sense of peace. Not the peace you can buy online or a peace that you can buy at the shopping mall, but a sense of peace that this world simply cannot give. And it only comes from having 
that living encounter with Jesus. We are also invited to shoulder the yoke of Jesus. This is not some constraining duty or restrictive obligation that weighs us down. Quite on the contrary, in fact. Jesus frees up what is best in us since he came that we might have life and have it abundantly. Jesus' yoke helps us to live our lives more human and more whole. It's not easy to find a more passionate way of living. Jesus frees us from fear and pressure. He doesn't bring them in. Jesus gives us our liberty to grow, to become a human being fully alive, not slavery. Jesus awakens in us trust and not sadness. Jesus brings us to the very heart of love that is the Holy Trinity. And finally, we are invited to learn from Jesus because he is gentle and humble of heart. And it is through him that we will find rest for our souls. We learn from Jesus how to live like Jesus. Jesus does not complicate our lives. He makes it clearer and simpler. He helps us to have that humbleness, that humanness, and that wholeness. Jesus offers us rest. And he never puts any of us through anything he himself did not experience. He invites us to follow him on the same path that he walked. And that's why Jesus understands the burdens in our life. He understands the fears we are experiencing. That's why he is full of mercy and compassion for us when we wander away, always inviting us to get up and to follow him again. This was the same invitation that he gave to the man I mentioned at the beginning. When we find ourselves alone and our lives coming undone and feeling crushed from the burdens of our labors, Jesus makes that invitation. You see, that man who was alone in his apartment was three weeks away from composing one of the most famous choral pieces in the English language. George Frederick Handel knew about the burdens of life. Yet, through this, he accepted these invitations of Jesus and was able to compose the Messiah during the Easter season of 1742. And as we listen to that beautiful piece, we actually hear from the prophet Zechariah that was just proclaimed to us as part of the Messiah, encouraging us to rejoice in the Lord, to give praise to our God, as the prophets are always reminding us.
So my dear sisters and brothers, the one who invited George Frederick Handel, the one who went to the seashore and invited his disciples to follow him, is the same one who is inviting all of us here today. He is the one who is stronger than our fears, stronger than any struggle or burden we are experiencing. Each of us have received this same invitation. Each of us are invited to come to this altar with our hearts open to receive Jesus and to bring him into our life. Yes, I can assure you, we will still be feeling the hurts of life. And the burdens and labors will remain. But we know that we're not alone in facing them. That these are not only on our shoulders. And as we accept this invitation from Jesus, we join in the choirs of angels of praise and thanksgiving. Because... As we echo this chorus, giving glory to God, not only with our lips, but with our lives, with our very being, we are able to praise the name of our King and God forever and always. And as we join this great chorus that has gone throughout the centuries, we invite others into this glorious chorus to the praise of our God.